0: Hey guys, welcome to the I hope you hear this podcast. Today I have returning guest Paul Hong. We are both huge comic book uh, like story fans. So we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League cut. Um, and we're both really excited to talk about the DCU as a whole so we get into you know rankings of everything. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we do catch up a little bit about um, how Paul was during the winter storms in Texas and what is the podcast's responsibility in terms of you know exclusively talking about aapi uh, struggles and and hate crimes so uh yeah thank you guys for tuning in and hope you enjoy paul thank you so much for uh, uh being back on um uh it's been a while and today's episode is actually a very significant one for me um because it's, it's like, it feels like a full circle moment for me um, when I first started this podcast and I didn't really know what direction I wanted to take it. I, I literally started by recording a kind of a, a hate message to the, the DCEU executives. They're right. right? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, why are you messing up these characters? <laughs> um, but after having watched the the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, the four hour long movie, um, you actually reached out saying, Hey, it'd be fun to do an episode where we talk about it. And I was like, that is a, a amazing idea. So we're on today to talk about the justice league, uh, Snyder cut. Yes. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to catch up a little bit with you, Paul, cause, yeah. um, you, for those of you guys who haven't listened to the episode that Paul was on previously, Paul lives in Texas and like, was it like two, two months ago where there was a
1: big ice storm snowstorm, and there was just all sorts of problems there. Right. That's right. Actually, now that think, Yeah, that's like two months ago, like today, I think. Um, oh, wow. And the reason why I know that is because I started a new job the week um, that it happened. Okay. So it was like just right. And I, I like couldn't go into the office like I had meant to or um, or I lost the Internet. at my. I mean, that's right. I lost Wi-Fi at my at my place. And so I couldn't work because <laughs> like, oh, we gosh. were working from home. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, because our Wi-Fi went out. And so, yeah, it was it was wild. That was February, like mid-February when all that happened. You know, um, so for people who might not be aware can you kind of just recap the situation yeah so like around mid-february like a huge winter storm hit um maybe one of the worst that uh maybe north Dallas or north texas had seen and i think i mean it might have been i think it actually went up to oklahoma too because i remember seeing some things in oklahoma as well but um but the uh the snowstorm was so bad that the electrical grid that like covered like the majority of North da- uh, North Texas kind of like shut down and it's just a system that Texas had, I think, and I might be totally wrong on this, but this is just how I understand it from, you know, from way back then, mm-hmm. um, was like the majority of it is on like what like one company like controls like the majority of the like power that goes into North Texas. And so um, because that like failed, um, and there was a lot of um, apparently just a lot of, um, what is it failed oversight, uh, like with some of the power grid systems and things like that, that Mm. the, you know, the electricity went out and was gone for days and uh, for for some people for for like over a week and stuff. And so people without power for a long, long time, it was really, really bad. Yeah. So, but no, I was, I was very fortunate though, me and my family, because um, our, I live, I live on seminary campus, uh, uh, Dallas Theological Seminary Campus, Mm -hmm. um, and it's literally across the street from a hospital. And so hospitals, they apparently run on a different grid or something like that where they can still power up. So we didn't lose power, fortunately, and our water was still working and things like that. But we had a few church members who lost power, lost power. lost uh, water and stuff. And we had a church member actually come and visit us to take a shower because he hadn't taken a shower in like a week because he couldn't, you know, things like that. So yeah, it was, it was really bad. And, and, you know, I I think um, just if I'm thinking about me and the people that I know uh, most of us got through it pretty okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were very fortunate, but there were a lot of other people who, who just weren't, weren't that fortunate, you know? So,
0: yeah. So I, I mean, one of the most heartbreaking stories I read about was a family who, they were so cold. I mean, the snowstorm with the fact that the power's out, no heating in the house, I think they like went into their car and then turned on the, the heater in the car, but then not realizing that, you know, that carbon monoxide, that was a carbon dioxide or monoxide. Monoxide. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They got carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, and they they passed.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and
0: just, there were some people who were saying, why, why were they so careless? But if I were to place myself in their situation, like it's yeah. a place of desperation, right? Like, yeah, it's, absolutely. What are you also going to do? Yeah, and it was like a family with young, young kids too. You know, like <sighs> freezing. I, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's really it fun. was a. I remember praying a lot for for Texas during that time. No. Yeah. But um, I'm glad to hear that uh, you, you were okay, um, that your church mm-hmm. members were okay, um, but are the effects of it, uh, like, are they still kind of remnants of that um, damage or is everything kind of back to normal now?
1: I think if 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 there is remnants of damage, which I, there probably is, um, it's because during that time, because of the water, like going out and in things like that, like water pressure, and a lot of people's houses were messed up, and so there were a lot of pipes that burst, kind of ruined people's houses, like things like that. And so, I mean, I, I just heard of a someone who uh they were about to buy a new house and then after it might have been like the day that they were going to close on the house they walked into the house for one last check and it was totally flooded like completely oh, wow. like it just it just the water burst and from the attic and just caved in the house and so they found it like that they're like what are we going to do and lose all this money and things like that so i mean yeah i think they're probably still people being affected by that you know yeah. so yeah it's really really not good so.
0: yeah i gotta continue praying praying for uh that situation over there um but and, and another thing i wanted to kind of discuss with you and this is actually more of just a opportunity for me to kind of process externally because I, I don't know the answer to this because um, uh, one interesting thing so when we first talked about um recording this episode it was before march 16th it was before you know um the whole, the shooting in Atlanta happened and oh. the, hot, the the, spotlight on kind of the, the Asian hate, uh, hate crimes was, um, was there. And, and so we were like, oh yeah, we were really excited to, to talk about this. And then that situation happened. And then a few weeks later I reached out back saying, Hey, like, do you want to finally get this, uh, uh, episode recorded? And I remember you, you responding saying, oh, um, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, you know, I was just, I just didn't know if you wanted to record. Um, given like everything that's happening to the AAPI community. Um, and I, I had to sit on that to think about that. Um, I st- obviously, because we started this recording, I still want to talk about the justice mm-hmm. league. Um, and last week when I recorded, I <clears throat> kind of give a disclaimer, like, Hey, I want to kind of talk about more jovial things, kind of get back to normal life. Um, and, 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 and so I, 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 th- I like doing that. But also, I have to think about what sort of like responsibility. I want to say I don't know if responsibility is the right word, but what sort of duty do I have to continue to talk about, you know, these kind of things? You
1: know, any thoughts? I know, I know this is
0: a really heavy, uh, <laughs> deep question, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, man, it's really tough. Just because on one level, it's like you don't want to take what's been going on. In our world in our country and in our cities like really lightly especially our community yeah. as asian americans and and things like that um yeah even seeing some of those videos like my mother in laws in town i just kept thinking about her like when i was watching that that incident in new york where that woman got kicked over and things like that like
0: yeah
1: yeah it was just really like you don't want to forget that that happens you know and my friends they they, uh, they're, par- they're from the coasts. And so they sent their parents like pepper spray to hold in their, you know, because they're just they're the people being attacked. It's the yeah. our parents generation, for the most part that we're seeing. So, so it's like, yeah, you don't want to forget that, like, it's it's so easy. And um, we live, like, in a very luxurious, in a sense, uh, we, we have the luxury to be thinking about other things to distract ourselves with other things. And so, um, but all that with all that being said, at the same time, um, I think we're we have the capacity to, um, to continue to be aware of those things and uh, share, um, share awareness of those things to spread awareness about what those things are going on. Um, Obviously just being in a consistent community of people who are actively pursuing those goals um, to spread awareness and fight for justice. um, That's probably the biggest thing, as long as you're continually in uh, participating in those things. Um, But um, it doesn't mean like, you know, you have to stop watching TV. Um, mm. You know, it doesn't mean that you can't go ahead and, you know, raise your families and take your kids to school and play with them and, you know, have enjoyment in life still, you know, so, yeah, um, yeah no, but I, 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 yeah, I mean, I sent that, you know, to you, um, when you when you had reached out only because like, you know, I thought the same thing. I thought like, you know like i it's like should i feel guilty about you know wanting to talk like criticize the dceu you know, right. in the midst of everything that's going on you know right. like is there even room for something like that and I, I you know i don't know but um but you know all of us we we all have our um, passions and interests and hobbies and things like that and um going back to some you know some sense of normalcy i think is isn't an unhealthy thing like it can be i think it can be a good thing
0: yeah yeah i i i think in my mind right so the way that i see it is i just based on my personality i don't like stewing or i don't i don't think that's the right word i don't like sitting in darkness for too long yeah like i i just feel myself like transforming and like it doesn't do good things to my soul. And I know that I speak in a place of privilege that mm-hmm. I don't need to be, because I'm not even, I mean, what it's one thing for the Asian American community, but also just for our, our black communities, right? There's mm-hmm, an, mm-hmm. Another, another death in, in Minneapolis oh. during the trial of uh, Derek Chauvin. Oh, so geez. it's just, yeah, I, I don't take any of those things lightly. And I know I'm privileged to be able to remove myself from that kind of, darkness and that 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 pain Mm -hmm. um but i i also kind of want to give people permission to be able to do that if you have the capacity to do that sure you know what i mean
1: yeah absolutely
0: and so i i mean i i don't know i honestly i don't know if i know this is the if i know if this is the right thing to do or right perspective to have or anything like Mm -hmm. that but i think i'm just gonna i don't know just do what feels right um but i do want to put a disclaimer that, um, for people who are not Asian, Asian Americans, like if you listen to this podcast and think, oh, if you know, these guys are talking about other stuff, that must mean that they're over it. That, you know, Asian Mm -hmm. hate crimes is no longer an issue. If that's a message you get, then, then I might need to, um, rethink my approach and rethink the, the topics that I talk about on this podcast, because it is far from being gone from our collective mental space, right? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're we're still like worried for our parents. There are still considerations we make. Um yeah, so I, I don't want to, I don't I just didn't want the the listeners to get the wrong idea. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I understand this is kind of a sudden shift in in topic on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah I just for the people who are able I wanted to give permission to be able to kind of get back to life a little bit. Um, but at the same time i don't want to take away from the fact that it's still very much happening yeah Um, absolutely yeah yeah that's good so if if anyone out there has any thoughts on this if you think that um, this episode was a mistake that that (laughs) i should have done this uh, please let me know, because
1: um, I am very open to feedback. Yeah, I'm just about. a guest too, <laughs> so it's like he's the one who's taking all the hit for this, exactly. <laughs> even though it's my idea. No, exactly. I yeah. hold
0: me responsible, please. Um. So yeah. Um. If you don't mind, let's let's jump into it. The the main topic it. of the day. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: let's do it. Yeah. It's so a, trivial now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. But you know,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, uh, he came not to condemn, but so that we may live life to the fullest. So I, go. I want to live my life to the fullest Let's do and it. it seems trivial, but, the, but, uh, comic book movies.
1: I really like that. I really
0: yeah. enjoy <laughs> that.
1: That's where we connected. I think that's why, like, you know, uh, when you were talking about, um, where you're doing, you're coming full circle, I discovered this podcast because I found a kindred spirit in, in hating the DCEU yeah. and what they're doing to some of my favorite comic book characters, you know, yeah. so, so that's why I started listening to this podcast was this first, this first episode. So <laughs> it's really yeah. cool to be a part of this, this part of your journey here back into this universe that we really hate. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
0: So yeah, a, a brief recap for people who didn't listen to the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I was really frustrated because you know batman uh, i don't know if you guys are watching the youtube but i'm wearing my <laughs> batman shirt
1: um,
0: and back behind my wall here i have a lot of like just comic book posters mm-hmm. so a huge fan of batman um the entire justice league um there was an animated
1: series called justice league and justice league unlimited some of the best um the animations best. yeah like i mean storylines writing all this was great and that's so show, good yeah, those shows yeah. yeah
0: and they do so well and so Obviously I'm so excited to see all this come to life on the big screen. Um, and wow, (laughs) so much disappointment, you know, honestly, there's a lot of like denial, um, like there's a lot of disappointment. So that's what the first episode of this podcast was about me talking to the executives of DCEU kind of saying, Hey, you're really disappointing me. You gotta do better. (laughs) Um, but, um, now that we've both seen, so. Paul here has seen all the live action DC movies uh, as of high. Um, so I think we might get into uh, ranking some of them later, but yeah, I wanted to get your uh, your, your thoughts on uh, the, the Zack Snyder's version of the mm-hmm. Justice League.
1: Yeah, um, it was all right. <laughs> that's kind of where i landed was Uh, just uh. oh yeah it was all right it was better than the first one that's good i mean like way better (laughs) um man but i'm a father and a working man like i don't have four hours to just sit you know (laughs) like um i'm actually i actually ended up watching it in just like i don't know like 20 minute increments or something just because i was like i can't i don't have the time to do that Mm. i have other responsibilities i can't just watch this all in one sitting so i still haven't i still haven't watched it all in one sitting yet so um, yeah, but for, but for what it was, it was, I mean, it was much better, but like, yeah, I mean, I can't force myself to watch the other justice league again. <laughs> so it's like hard to tell how much better I thought it was, but I knew mm-hmm. I came out of it thinking I was like, Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. And that's how I felt about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I know the, the movie is incredibly long at four hours. I know, uh, Zack Snyder even, they even talked about releasing it as kind of a TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, if you watch the movie, you know, they have like part one, one two. And part two, I yeah. think they have up to part, like six parts, right? Yeah. Six was yeah, that's right. I think. So I actually read that the original plan was to release it in six parts, like separately, but there was some legal issues with like turning it into a TV show and things like that. So this is oh. was like, you know what, forget it, just release it as a movie so that we can, uh, get over all that. But yeah, I, you know, I actually comparing it to the original justice league this justice League, i was like okay much better like Mm -hmm. so much better than the first one that this kind of like pent-up anger that i had toward the dceu was honestly
1: it was alleviated a little bit oh okay it gives me it gives me a little bit of hope um Uh, okay yeah yeah, because I'm I'm looking forward at the, the next Suicide Squad movie. And I, that's where I'm placing my hope at this mm-hmm. point. Cause still it was like still a little like oh yeah, it could be a, yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. still yeah, like you said, it was still much better. Yeah. So for me, it's it's the trajectory, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um it definitely didn't land where I would have wanted it. Like, I mean, you, you can't even compare this to like Avengers Infinity War Endgame right. or anything like Not that. Even. Those
1: are just far and away much better. <laughs> I, was, I even thought about when i was making my ranking uh-huh. i was thinking about okay the where like where would this this the rankings of these dc mo- or these these dc movies land if i put them all in like the mcu like mm-hmm. and i ranked the mcu movies like mm-hmm. all 20 whatever of them i was like like near all of them like just near yeah. the bottom there might yeah. be a few that like get up in the like the tens and yeah. you, know, you know whatever but it's like man like this is just a rough list of movies honestly yeah
0: i mean honestly for, if i'm comparing the mcu mm-hmm. like thor 2 might be like one of the only ones that are worse than the yeah. dc
1: yeah i, I was like I, it would be easier to put thor 2 in this list more than <laughs> the dc movie movies in, in the other yeah. list yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean but yeah i, I think uh
0: so, oh, also let's, let's just give a little bit of backstory as to why okay. there are two versions of the Justice League. Good idea. Right? Um, so for, far as I know, from what I've read, correct me if, if you know any anything beyond mm-hmm. what I'm about to say, um, Zack Snyder, who is the director of the Batman V Superman. Did, did he also direct Man of Steel? He did, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, There's yeah. enough
1: slow motion in there to make be, me to believe that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so he was directing Justice League, but uh, during the middle of production, I think, I guess near the end of shooting, um, there was a family tragedy that happened. His daughter passed away. Right. Um, but from what I hear, he was having issues with the studio anyway. Um, like they were trying to take it one direction um, where Zack Snyder didn't because uh, I think when the reviews and the box office numbers for Batman v Superman came out, the studio was scrambling, trying to take it a different direction. But Zack Snyder wanted to keep his kind of original vision because he, you know, had uh, produced or I mean, I'm sorry, directed the previous movies. That's right. Um, so uh, he wanted to keep going. Um, but while all that was happening, um, family tragedy and Zach, uh, I guess he didn't really feel any uh, remorse about stepping away from the project, but also I'm sure it was a very hard time for him and his family. Wow. Um, so he, he stepped away. And when he stepped away, um, and also that's why when you watch, uh, the Zack Snyder cut, there's a four, I forget her name, but yeah. there's a four someone's name and that's uh, Zack Snyder's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and when he stepped away, the Warner brothers, the DCE executives who obviously haven't listened to my first podcast cause making the same mistakes all over again, yeah. they just uh, wanted to emulate the MCU. I think cause they oh. brought in the director for the first Avengers movie. And, and said, the
1: second one, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Right,
0: that's right. Um, and um, they said, fix up the movie for us. And um, I, I don't know if you read this article, but there was a, a writer for the, the movie that after he saw the Josh Whedon cut, the theatrical cut of Justice League, he called the studio saying, hey, take my name off the credits. Oh like, my this is, gosh. I didn't yeah, know because he's like, the, the vision I wanted to see was the one Zack Snyder was going toward. I didn't know if you guys would turn it into this, right? Um, yeah. So Josh Whedon, he injected a lot of kind of, um, what I guess, Avenger style humor and like things oh, like yeah. that. That's yeah. That's right, He did. That's right. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's why it ended up being too. Another fat, fun fact is, uh, I read an article saying why it feels, why the first theatrical cut feels so kind of disjointed is because Josh Whedon's, um, vision of the Avengers was, uh, human beings who are flawed but who are heroes, nonetheless, but Zach Snyder's vision of Justice League was gods among men, like people uh, who are above humans being heroes. So mm. that's why there are a lot of like bickering amongst the group in the Justice League theatrical cut. But a lot of that is removed when you watch it in the that's Snyder true. cut, um, that's because true. it's like gods don't have time for trifle human,
1: you know, worries. <laughs> right. Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, that's, oh, that's the, actually a really interesting perspective. Now that I think about that. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, I, I know you can't watch the, uh, the, the theatrical cut again. I actually, in preparation <laughs> for this podcast, I tried watching it. The, and, th- the original Joss yeah, Whedon's
1: cut. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I was like, uh, I don't <laughs> want to do this. Uh, like after the first few minutes, I was like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and at this point, I want to give a uh, spoiler alert. If you guys haven't seen the movie uh please go watch it before before anything before listening continuing to listen so yeah tell us tell us more about uh what you thought of the signer cut like what what parts did you
1: like what parts didn't you like i thought the cgi was much better so Mm. steppenwolf looked good Mm. and in joss whedon's cut like whatever that thing was on the screen was just like it took me back to like the 90s in terms of cgi like it looked so bad like i was so disappointed with i was like wait a second, like Joss Whedon, like you did Ultron. Like you had, you had, like, I know you know people who can do good CGI. Like, yeah. like how can you make Steppenwolf look like this? That was one thing. And, and I thought um, Zack Snyder's, um yeah like how he envisioned aliens like uh, it, like these you know dark side and all these and the and the what is it the the, the bug things what are they called again oh uh parademons parademons that's mm. right how he envisioned them and stuff like that was so it was really interesting and i thought they looked good mm. um and it's interesting because when i'm looking at anything from the these dc movies like my only reference, cause I didn't read too many of the comics. I think, I don't know, I, 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 I actually listened to your the first podcast. Again, mm-hmm. I'm actually in preparation for this too. Um, and you, maybe you were similar, like we've read, uh, maybe just a handful of major, you know, comics that have made, you know, the shape, the lore of the mm-hmm. DC universe, but not like, we're not like huge fanatics or anything. Right. And yeah. so the rest of it though, comes from watching the cartoons, Batman yeah. anime series, Superman anime series, um, uh, things like that. And so. When I looked at Steppenwolf, I was like, I remember Steppenwolf looking like this yellow dude with a weird mustache. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um, so it was like a totally different thing. Yeah, if yeah. You just, Like, look up like um, you know, Bruce Timm's Steppenwolf, and it looks totally different from mm-hmm. the movie. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a giant goat with like spines. Yeah. And stuff like that. So, uh, but I thought it was really interesting. I really thought it was really fascinating how he decided to, because he looks like nothing else that we've really seen on screen before in terms of some sort of alien who's mm-hmm. trying to destroy the planet or whatever. So I thought that was really good. Um, obviously, there was much more character development, but you have four hours, you know. Yeah. So of course, there, if you don't do character development in four hours, then what are you doing, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was um, that that was obviously much better. But the problem with it was. Um, even with four hours, I felt like there wasn't enough <laughs> development. Yeah. They were, they, made, they made Steppenwolf much more interesting because he was like begging, like to get back in Darkseid's favor, and mm-hmm. just, like he had this motivation suddenly. Whereas in in the original, that it felt like he was just there, like to blow up the planet. Yeah, or something, such a whatever. generic bad guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was so annoying, and uh, and so yeah. And then I I liked liked I liked how um, they got went really dove really deep into cyborg story uh with his dad and stuff like that and how much he hates his dad and and then kind of the dad redeems himself a little bit there and stuff like that too so i thought that was good um but yeah even even with like all the time they had to kind of you know build the stories it was still just like yeah maybe just four hours isn't enough to make you know six superheroes you know get together and figure out like develop all their stories all at once you know so right. i felt like cyborg's story was probably the most well developed of the of the stories of each of them obviously um everyone knows batman's story and then superman we had a whole movie about it so yep. okay you know like fine and, and the wonder woman too at this point so um but when we're looking at the flash which he's getting a movie in like a year or so i think mm-hmm. and uh aquaman had a movie Oh man Aquaman. <laughs> I actually so on top of the on on the other uh, so I made a list of the DCU movies I also made a list of casting like who I thought was the most well casted Mm -hmm. and I realized I could I could put into three parts the people that like at this point iconic like if you changed if you changed, if you recast this, like you couldn't cast this as anyone else, and it's mm-hmm. not an impressive list, honestly. <laughs> like it's really sad, actually. Okay. And then the and then the middle tier is like you could replace these people very easily. Mm. Like I think you could find another person; they could be this person, and it's mm-hmm. really sad who ended up on that list for me. I think, and the very bottom was just like you should you should get you should change this personnel and uh-huh. honestly and i think a lot of people disagree with me but honestly jason momoa as Walk- as aquaman was one of my people i was like you need to interesting you to get rid of this guy like honestly like i i get it uh-huh. i i think i get it but like when he because he appeared first in justice league he did yeah he came out as uh like a motorcycle madman like <laughs> and, like and it's like at what point has Aquaman ever looked like this in any rendition that we've ever seen? It in any time there's been a cop, I mean, if anything, it was like cheesy, you know, yeah. like that, yeah. like you know, because the old, the you know, he talks the fish and they, you know, all that stuff, but but at least in like you know, if you remember in Justice League Unlimited and stuff like that, he had that hook for a hand, and he yeah. had like you know, power struggle with Atlantis and all that stuff, and it was like it was like he was like super serious and legit, like you were mm-hmm. like intimidated by him, but he's more like, I don't know, they like he should have, I felt like his version of aquaman could have been a good like lobo do you remember lobo like yeah riding a motorcycle like literally just a motorcycle alien like i was like that's what jason momoa could have did. i'm not he would that i would jumped on board with if jason momoa was cast as lobo and he came and tried to fight superman or something yeah but like i don't know i just i don't know what i don't know if just my impression of aquaman from my you know in my childhood is too like set for me to like enjoy this uh, you know jason momoa's aquaman Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It was it was just one of those things. I was so, like, oh, I don't
0: know. I think it's this. So uh, I think the reason why he's so well-received by the general public mm-hmm. is because the Aquaman they remember is the, it's from like the, you know, the Super Friends, like cheesy <laughs> cartoon long time ago. Just riding a guy riding room, a like. seahorse and like talks <laughs> That's down. That's
1: right. It was a seahorse. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: like super <laughs> cheesy. Like, why is he a superhero True. type True. of person? But then like yeah. what we saw was, um, you know, like, yeah the the justice league aquaman was the first time i saw aquaman as this like serious king you know like he's uh-huh. an actual king of atlantis um mm-hmm. he he uh like he understands the needs of his people like he doesn't even really join the justice league in the in exactly. the show right because mm-hmm. he's like i don't care about the surface world like i'm more right. concerned about it. so like that's what made him he's really... like ready
1: to nuke the surface world yeah re- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah and that's what
0: made him so cool and <laughs> exactly. like so awesome but so like jason Momoa, i think honestly uh i think he has the looks to be that type of aquaman but it's just it's a little weird it kind of feels like a fish out of water pardon the pun um (laughs) because he his character isn't a king anymore like in in aquaman he becomes a king and but then like i don't know like it's just weird to see a fresh newbie aquaman next to this veteran batman yeah there you yeah, go so that yeah that for me i mean i i if i were to make that same kind of listing i think i would keep jason momoa in the middle tier oh the, but, you
1: could replace him.
0: yeah Yeah. but 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 i can see why you would put
1: him in the in the bottom tier though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so who, who are some of the people in the in the top tier okay the number one was margot robbie as harley quinn i thought that was absolutely. a perfect cast well absolutely the, yeah. like she harley quinn has never been seen in real life Harley Quinn existed only in the 90s, like that. She was a like, relatively new character in the DC universe, right? So I think she was um, introduced in the Batman animated series. Exactly. I think yeah. Bruce. I think Bruce Timm and uh, Paul Dini. They they're the ones who created uh, Harley Quinn. So mm-hmm. yeah, and they found the right person. They saw Margot Robbie on Wolf of Wall Street. And she's like, oh, she can do it like a crazy New York accent. <laughs> let's just put her like a Harlem accent. So you know, let's do it. And she was great. Like she's a good actress, and and she made it really fun. So Margot Robbie int- introduced as Harley Quinn in um, Suicide Squad was really really good. Yeah. Uh, and then my second was Galgada Galgadot, Gal I guess, as uh I Wonder Woman. Galgado? I don't know. I've I, heard it pronounced both. I've heard both ways, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I really didn't know. Um mm-hmm. but her as Wonder Woman, like I thought she was great. Like yeah. she was she was really, really good. She seems foreign and exotic and all those mm-hmm. things, you know, which is I think good for an Amazon, you know. Like um, she they and they wrote her well where she's like very independent, doesn't need a man and, and things like that. Like she, like exactly what I think Wonder Woman should be and things like mm-hmm. that. So I thought it was really, really well done. Now, the th- I only have three other people on the list that I was like, okay, this was a really good cast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And But it's like the characters aren't that impressive. So okay. my number three was Joel Kinneman as Rick Flag in Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't imagine anybody else play yeah. that role. So yeah. Joel Kinneman that was a great job with that uh-huh. one, you uh-huh. know? Um, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Yeah. Cast like she was really, especially how I remember her from Justice League Unlimited and stuff like. I was, I was thinking that I was like, I even had to ask myself, did she voice the character from the cartoon? <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> like oh, it so was good. really
1: well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and then the last one was Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. Which is Wonder Mm. Woman's love interest? I was like, yeah, you just need a good American boy, like who (laughs) looks like he went to the army, good-looking dude, like that's Uh this guy, you know. So, uh, and that's where that's where my list of like, (laughs) hey, like don't replace these people; these people are good, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the rest were like, I was just like, so I have on the uh, on my like, you can replace these people list like Jeremy Irons as Alfred, like, like I mean, Mm. you could probably, I mean, he was good, I think. I think he fit the role well, I suppose, but it was like, why is why is alfred like still alive when ben affleck is supposed to be this old man yeah, yeah. you know? so there was like some questions like that though he was good and the role that he played in the justice league was fine mm-hmm. uh but it was like but you could fit anybody else in there you know um yeah. ben affleck and henry cavill both as batman and superman i was like yeah i bet you could find somebody else to do the exact same thing they didn't feel that iconic honestly and on the screen you know like yeah. you wouldn't replace robert dynia jr like like uh, but you could with batman and and, and superman so it was yeah. one of those things i was like that's really not a good thing when like the most two of your most popular most well-known iconic figures is totally replaceable yeah. and they are like who is it uh, uh was it robert patton is going to be the new batman in the in the batman movie too so right. I, I don't think that's DCU. but still like it's like it's a clearly you can just keep making batman movies with different batman and it's totally fine so yeah um, I put Zachary Levi as Shazam as replaceable too. Like mm. uh, Shazam apparently is the the most, the highest rated, no, actually there's one, it's like second highest rated uh, DCU movie. Um, Apparently it was very, very good. Um, But uh, but like when I saw Zachary Levi's cast and I watched him, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess he fits. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you, know, you can make any kid grow up and be a, you know, Burnett dude like and make him muscly and he'd be Shazam you know like so I wonder like so for him for me it was weird
0: because um I used to watch him in a uh, in Chuck you remember that, that show yeah yeah and but he was like this scrawny like IT like <laughs> like right. really, yeah so like it just for me um when I heard about the casting yeah. I was really confused I was like yeah <laughs> Huh? Oh, Alright. Because like, like you think about Shazanne, you think of this like really big muscular guy. Yep. Which I mean I think he did portray well in the movie, but mm-hmm. it's just there was did already that a seem look...
1: fake? His muscles? That's the it thing. It looked yeah. like a suit. Like to me. I was gonna ask that, yeah. Was he actually working out or was I don't that... know, so I'm pretty sure he was. Like, I think I saw him in an interview or something and like, he definitely bulked up, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's the costume, but it makes his like his bulk look totally fake. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he's wearing a, you know, like a muscle suit under his thing and, and a mm-hmm. wig cause they like dyed his hair like blacker or something. Like, I don't yeah. know, but it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to be this guy. <laughs> Anybody could be Shazam, I guess. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, it was really weird. Ezra Miller as The Flash. Mm. You know, I, I'm not attached to that guy at all, you know. Like, yeah. uh, but Kristen Wiig as Cheetah, like, I thought I would like her. Like, I thought I would, the the, the, the what is it? The trailers looked really great. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah, Kristen Wiig definitely didn't need to be in this market. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> uh, I she feel was like okay. Kristen Wiig
0: just played Kristen Wiig. Like, I just, I think, I feel like she just played herself. Like yeah, yeah. A little bit kind of more nervous. awkward version. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, and then, and then from there, let's see. Oh, and then Jared Leto as Joker. So I feel like a lot of people really liked Jared Leto as Joker, mm. but, in and i mean and i i guess i kind of he was like kind of up and down for me like well, was is he in the irreplaceable list in this version of the dca universe there are better jokers clearly mm-hmm. right like i mean yeah. he fledgers joker is going to be the best and, and mark hamill obviously but oh, yeah. um uh, yeah, yeah. uh but but yeah like jared leto as this like um you know like mob boss joker like and then when he, we go into the nightmare verse at the end of uh you know snyder cut like he's like this crazy like long yeah like, it's a totally tone different tone shift you know from suicide yeah. squad to to there so i mean obviously a lot happened in between then but it's like are you just telling me this joker who's supposed to be a crazy mob boss just went totally crazy <laughs> like he wasn't mm. as crazy as he was here like i mean he's literally just crazy now you know yeah so i don't know it was one of those things i was like Yeah, you know you can maybe find another skinny white dude to be joker (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know it's okay like Mm -hmm. so those were my people that were like you could replace them and Mm -hmm. nothing would really change that much to me especially Mm -hmm. when you look at suicide squad and realize like joker was in it for like five minutes like yeah totally dumb yeah uh yeah and then the people i only have five who to replace amy adams is lois lane okay you tell me this so my version of or my uh perception of Lois Lane is from Superman animated series Mm -hmm. and they have not cast anybody that was any anywhere close to this Lois Lane in the Superman, the animated series, which Mm. she was much more of a stronger character. Like, but everyone that they've cast in man of steel, obviously Amy Adams um, and uh, the, who is it? Superman returns. um, I don't remember the girl's name from there, but both of them never really gave that same like feel you know like as as the lowest limb from the, the from the animated series she was like the boss of a, or she was the daughter of like a military general and all this kind of stuff so it was like but they she never gave they made her really feminine which is yeah. obviously you want that on one level you want that but it's like you know if anything you want somebody with like I don't even know an English word for it. mediocre. you know, like a, yeah. an attractive quality about them, you know, that doesn't that isn't necessarily a feminine quality, you know, like but, a sort
0: of magnetism.
1: Yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Something like that. I just never got that from Amy Adams or whoever else has been cast. as There's there hasn't been a good Lois Lane like, yeah. for me, I think so.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I think the closest I got to seeing that the the version of Lois Lane in my mind mm-hmm. um, was when in Batman v Superman in the beginning when she's like, um in interviewing the the warlord in like oh yeah. yeah so like i was like oh like i i guess they are kind of going a gonna serious journalist yeah yeah but then they turn her into a damsel in distress right <laughs> then and there you know like yeah. needing to be saved but like with jimmy olsen is apparently a cia agent um, yeah. yeah so yeah yeah i agree i agree uh-huh. yeah. i i personally really like amy adams as an actress me too yeah, i love but, Amy Adams but as lois
1: lane yeah i agree with that yeah. Yeah. yeah uh i put will smith as deadshot i don't know why i think it the problem is will smith is never a bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the only time he's been a bad guy is when he was in he, he was a bad guy against himself in oh, that in one movie gemini Gemini. gemini that's right yeah. gemini man and yeah. that was like it's like the only way he can be a bad guy is if yeah. he's also the good guy you know? yeah. <laughs> like, um so i was like and that's why they try to make deadshot the way it was but i was like you didn't need to do that like yeah like, I don't know if it's because it's Will Smith. Like, obviously, he's got this star quality that you're trying to. He's a good actor, I think. And, um, but, like, for Deadshot, like, you just needed a more, like, I don't know, like, more hardcore dude or something. I don't know. More, I actually uh, think of Deadshot as more, like, sleazy, sleazy mercenary. Okay. You know, yeah, you know you what I mean? Like Yeah, I think I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, because I, I wanted to ooze this kind of, like, I really don't care about you. Like, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll talk about more of this. Um, when we talk about the rankings because i have some okay
1: strong opinions about first <laughs> <laughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, jesse eisenberg is lex luthor again mm-hmm. another one just like lois lane there hasn't been a good lex luthor i think yeah i think maybe smallville's lex luthor was maybe a better lex luthor than I, jesse eisenberg and he voices the flash in the justice league animated you know. oh yeah that's right yeah. yeah i forgot his name but he's the guy who does it so that which uh-huh. is so crazy but um but yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex. I, I I get what they were going for. He's much more relatable in the sense he's the he's a new, new age, rich person. He's young and flashy. Mm. And you know, the first scene we see him in, he's shooting hoops with like mm. a bunch of random people in his like company. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> I'd never want to see Jesse Eisenberg take a jump shot again. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, Lex uh, so I don't know. So and they made him come and at the end of it, he was he just Became a crazy person. He made yeah. him, he might be a better joker than Alex Luthor at that right, point. Right, you not know, just yeah. the way they portrayed him. Like, I don't know. So again, not another good Lex Luthor. The, Kevin yeah. Spacey played Lex Luthor in the Superman Returns. That's right. And he turned out to be a creep and not a very good yeah. Lex Luthor either. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um uh, and then finally the last one, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. Ah, uh, he was just too cheesy for me. Yeah. Way too cheesy.
0: So for me, um, when I think about Maxwell Lord, I think about like an actual successful businessman, right? But then he's kind of a desperate scroungy. Yeah, uh,
1: he's the, he seems the sleazy one here. You know, yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, that's the type of feel I want from Deadshot,
1: not from right. Maxwell Lord. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, you know, so that, um, that's my list. So wow, I can't um, believe you listened. I didn't expect to actually go through that. list. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's interesting. I love it. Um, yeah. But
0: I, I, I have to say this, I think um, Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. Ruined super villains for everybody. Oh, really? So uh, when I think about like Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Lex Luthor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like he, I can see him like trying to add these like weird ticks to the character to make him like look unstable, but then also like a man with a plan type thing. And that's exactly what Heath Ledger's Joker was. That's like true. Heath Ledger um, just really flipped the script on like how you can portray a comic book villain. Mm-hmm. That I think everyone after him, like it's been has been trying to do something similar. Even with Jared Leto's Joker, I think the reason he comes off so weird is because they're they're trying so hard to kind of recapture the magic that Heath Ledger did um, as mm-hmm. Joker. That's my that's what I think, um, and that's why Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was such a, a new thing uh, mm-hmm. because. I think Joaquin was like, I'm just not gonna portray a, a villain. Like he that's, he, that's he made true. it so sympathetic. so sympathetic. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. So
1: that's that's yeah. my take on it. So I, I don't. Did you, sorry, did you like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Did you like the movie? I really liked it. I really um, liked it too it was really dark but I yeah. really was like wow this is a Joker for our time in particular yeah. I think that's yeah. like a society on edge ready to spill over like Joker was like a product of that like it was really I really liked it it was really well yeah brilliant. and like the kind of ambiguousness of it like what yeah. it in the the character's head
0: um and yeah I, I think it was a Joker movie set almost entirely separated from Batman it was mm-hmm. like really interesting for me and yep. just the Character, um, I, I don't know. Have you seen Taxi Driver with uh, um, Robert De Niro Martin Scorsese movie? Oh, a should have really, this.
1: yeah, it's, it's an a, old movie,
0: super old movie, a, a, a lot of similarities. I really like that movie too. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, I thought it was a good kind of callback to that. Nice, yeah. yeah. So, the, um, so now that you've gone through the ranking of your, your casting, let, mm-hmm. let's go through the movie ranking because, okay. um um, I, right before the, we started recording, I, I wrote out my ranking too.
1: Um, mm-hmm. so I want to see how close we are. So oh, yeah, this is really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, do you want to start bottom up? Sure. 10. Like so there are 10 movies currently out for the DCU. I think there'll be five more in the future, starting with the Su- suicide squad in August. Um, but yes, number 10, you want to go first or should I, Oh, so let me say this. Um, okay, well, I actually
0: ahead. created two rankings. Okay. One is a ranking of how I like these movies within the context of the entire DCEU. Okay. The second set of rankings is just as standalone movies, what do I think is the best and the worst? So, okay. so
1: yeah, let's, let's I go. I don't have ten. that, but yes, yeah. <laughs> I have one list. So yeah, yeah. Number 10, I have Suicide Squad. Okay. I, so I have, actually, I have Wonder
0: Woman 2 as 10 for within Ooh. the context of the DCEU. <laughs> okay. Um, But. For standalone movies, I have a Justice League. As the as, worst? As the worst. Oh.
1: The Josh Whedon, the theatrical. Josh cut. Whedon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Dang, so, I wonder where you put Suicide Squad, because that was so bad. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. That.
0: The Suicide Squad was number nine. So so um, yeah. the reason, um, just, okay, so the reason, I will say this the reason why I think Wonder Woman 2 was my last within the DCEU mm-hmm, is mm. because having her story. Kind of in that time period made all the other movies not make sense for me
1: oh because like,
0: like she's out there doing all these things you know like she's the one who saves the world from this kind of like crazy mythical magic granting man and like how do how do people not know wonder woman like how do they how did batman not know she existed until like later in his career
1: makes sense right. yeah. you know what i
0: mean like yeah and like the whole um uh, steve trevor coming back and someone else that movie, was and then what yeah <laughs> like, I,
1: that was so weird
0: yeah so i mean like as a standalone movie it wasn't bad but it's just the placement of that movie in the 70s and then like trying to pretend like wonder woman was this big mystery all
1: along like just made zero sense to me
0: so th- yeah. that's why i have it at 10.
1: that's actually a really good argument yeah. yeah i i mean i have suicide squad there uh, because it was just a terrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was very really yeah. poorly written, poorly. Yeah, it was just real. so and I, I did write the Rotten Tomato rankings, both the critics and um audience rankings and suicide squad was the lowest at 26 percent from critics mm-hmm. which is i mean that's a horrible movie for something that was like maybe millions and millions of dollars yeah. right um and then 59 percent from audience ranking which is also the lowest i think on the list yeah 59 percent is the lowest and that's and it's the only rotten movie on the audience rankings mm. the rest of it they're technically like fresh. people actually liked yeah fresh yeah. they're fresh but, but we have to give it to uh um suicide
0: squad is the one thing that they did well is mm-hmm. casting because even with your your list right That's true. i think uh three people were kind of in the uh, that's true the joel, joel
1: kinnaman <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean but margot like, robbie um, margot I robbie mean, was i mean she yeah that was fantastic fantastic and even the new trailer for the suicide squad i feel like she like comes out so well she that. pops yeah yeah it's so yeah. good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, n- number 10 w- w- for standalone movies, I-, I put it as Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, w- c- when I look at it as a standalone, because none of it makes sense. Like you have all these characters and you don't know who they are, why they're there, what their motivations mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so generic. Sure. Um, and just, I, yeah, <clears throat> I just, it's such a mess, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. the beginning scene with uh, the CGI mustache or the removal <laughs> of the mustache, right what's that i think that's where i stopped it like stopped watching when i (laughs) tried watching it again i was like goodness i i think people with like uh just standard uh animation software could have done a better job than
1: this. You know, like, i can't believe <laughs> a movie so studio did this yeah yeah i have justice league at my, number nine for me okay yeah, okay nine. so it was at a 40 percent round tomatoes which is the second lowest mm-hmm. uh but 71 percent in audience ranking so that's interesting it wasn't the worst or one mm-hmm. of the worst so so for me uh within the context of the dcu i gave a uh, number
0: nine spot to birds of prey similar okay. reasoning to the wonder woman 2 um mm-hmm. just within the context like a lot of the characters and things that were happening didn't make sense to me like Mm -hmm. where's the joker while all this happening he's just completely gonna ignore that everyone's gonna is like gunning down his ex-girlfriend where's the Mm -hmm. batman uh for the for for that matter you know like um yeah so i think it was great i think they were just honestly i think they were just trying to uh cash in on the popularity of harley quinn that's exactly what's happening yeah i
1: mean the the original well you know what's funny though so like the birds of prey like the whole title of the name of the the movie is birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of the one harley quinn right Mm -hmm. um but apparently when they when it first came out um the ratings were poor and so they took out the 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 Fantabulous Emancipation of the War and They just called it Birds of Prey because they didn't want it associated with Margot Robbie and their Harley Quinn. <laughs> they're like, no, let's just make this about a Batman, so people won't go watch it. They'll be confused because they're looking for a Harley Quinn movie, and all they see mm. and there was like, where is it? There's no Harley Quinn movie because it's Birds of Prey. Like nobody, mm. like there's no Harley Quinn in it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just thought that was just so. I mean, that's a big. Yeah, that's not that's not very good at all. So. Yeah, um, and and standalone movie, like I said, was a Suicide Squad for me. Yeah. Okay. That was number nine. Okay. What do you have at? Number eight, I have Man of Steel. Yeah. I get get that. So
0: number eight for me within the DCEU was Suicide Squad, Um, just because I had to give it, um, because it it does make, um, the story doesn't make sense at all. Um, But the characters in the place that they're in within the DCEU at least made sense to me. Sure. Like the fact that they're, um, and that, you know, there are scenes interspersed with like, of Flash putting the boomerang into jail and like Batman, like taking down like Harley Quinn and like Deadshot, like all of those things, like, okay, they belong in the DCEU for mm-hmm. me, is why mm-hmm. I, I had to put it above the other two movies that sure. I felt like were completely out of place. Those are very um, good reasons. Yeah. And um, a standalone movie, I put uh, Birds of Prey. I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't. The only redeeming factor of that movie was Harley Quinn. Like,
1: just mm-hmm. everything else seems so kind of generic and bland to oh. me yeah okay
0: okay
1: yeah man of steel for me um again just you know zach snyder for a guy who gets tons of money to make movies makes a lot of mediocre movies yeah <laughs> like it's not it's like man of steel i i don't know if it's initially bad okay on rotten tomatoes it goes 56 percent so it was rotten but 75 percent of audience you know liked it apparently so nice. uh but for me it's just like i don't know like he kills somebody like yeah like they yeah. i mean dc they just threw out the whole like you know heroes don't kill people thing you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah if if superman can you know lobotomize uh, an alien from his home plate, like like what are we doing here right <laughs> which i mean i guess that's the point that's what zack snyder wanted like when you told me like it's gods among us then i was like oh okay that actually makes more sense you know yeah. like mm-hmm. why they allowed superman to go and kill somebody but um but yeah but other than that it just wasn't like like that great uh, like i don't know it was just a bit yeah, I don't
0: know. It, yeah, for mm-hmm. me, um, I, I will say this: Man of Steel is number six for me um, because okay. it really is just like an average movie. Like nothing, su- nothing great about it. I, I I will say this though: the action scenes when they're when Superman the fi- is fighting the the like General Zod and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
1: I thought that was really fresh take,
0: like animation wise. That's and all true. That.
1: Yeah. that's true I, I those that's the thing that pops from that movie from what I remember is the the fighting between uh, Zod and I forgot the girl's name but um yeah when they blow through that ihop I remember that like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was pretty well done yeah yeah and I did like the casting of general Zod actually I should have put that I forgot that guy's name but I really liked him as, as general mm, Zod that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah um okay number seven is where I have Wonder Woman
0: 1984 okay yeah um, that's interesting number seven like on my so within the DCU Justice League. Um, again, uh, it's better than Suicide Squad cause the story is somewhat coherent. Okay. Cause Suicide Squad, like it really, for me, so my big thing about Suicide Squad is these are criminals that the government can make them do anything and then disavow them if they get caught. So they should be doing something sketchy, like shady and, and illegal. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're literally doing what the justice league should have been doing like right. where was the justice league when this monster beam thing is happening in the middle of a really populated city right <laughs> no, um no. so it just made zero sense but um justice league the the theatrical version at least made sense like what was happening heroes trying to save the day like trying to kill the alien so that's, right. that's why it's there um but um, like you um for the independent like when i look at it independently it's a uh, wonder woman 1987 yeah. 1987.
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah it was um man the steve trevor thing coming back in a weird that was just like what yeah. i didn't understand what was happening the entire movie mm-hmm. like until he turned back into that other dude and then it yeah. was like he was wearing the pants and it was like mm-hmm. hey i like these pants now like was, i was like <laughs> i don't what like how like and that's apparently i mean i don't know the, what the lesson is supposed to be like it's just like just deal with suffering or something, you know? <laughs> like, like, Wonder Woman, you're lonely now. Like, you miss your one true love and um, like, you got to deal with it just because you want it. Like, just no, not everybody gets what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you just have to deal with. But, um, and if that's the lesson, it's like, what the heck i didn't need a movie about this i didn't need a weird dude transforming into another dude just to you know like so i don't know it was just a weird like i it was yeah there was weird but again i like gal gadot as as wonder woman and i i liked how cheetah looked and how they did that fight sequence with her and Mm. and things like that um but yeah that's pretty much it was just you know kind of average like number seven I think that's where it belongs it was 59% Ron Tomatoes critics and then 74% um yeah with with the audience so so I if I did have to put a positive spin to Wonder Woman 1984
0: it's I think the theme was kind of like desperate desires sure Um, okay even with uh I mean just every uh character they have this desperate want for something Maxwell Lord with money to be Mm -hmm. successful with that Christian being like kind of popular and like being noticed Wonder Woman obviously was Steve Trevor so Mm -hmm. I think um I think if if I were to give the benefit of the doubt the whole Steve Trevor thing and like that creepy body swapping thing (laughs) I think what that was meant to portray is hey from Wonder Woman's perspective like this is like great like I it's like but from like outside view from other people, it's a really creepy thing, right? Yeah, so I, yeah. I wonder if it's like a commentary on like these desperate desires that we let kind of get out of hand. Um, Like it's it looks really like for the person having that desire, it looks normal, but for everyone else, it's gonna look really weird and creepy. Right. Oh, so, that's good. That's a good spin on it. Yeah. That is yeah, good I, I think on. I could give it that spin. But again, <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman. That's a. Uh, I just I don't know I just didn't like the setting like they shouldn't have made a movie that was in 1984 it, it just doesn't make sense especially
1: yeah I I think your argument about like it being set and how did Batman not know I mean he must have been born in the 80s at that point yeah you know? like how yeah. did he not know about this something that happened in his childhood very significantly right so, right yeah. okay that's a good argument yeah. yeah uh what do you have at number six number six oh for both um it's it's Man of Steel Man of Steel okay yeah six. Um, I have I have Aquaman there okay. Yeah. Oh, what yeah what did you think about aquaman what did i think about aquaman um i watched it once mm-hmm. <laughs> um i watched it let's see i almost want to say i watched it on a plane ride <laughs> but it might <laughs> i don't think that's actually accurate but anyway um it was i didn't know what they were trying to do with it mm-hmm. i thought um I know to me, I felt like it was a little corny. It was like a little corny, a little cheesy, which is, I mean, I guess you can do that, but but with Aquaman, you know, yeah. like you do with an Aquaman movie, you know, yeah. um, like uh, Orm, like the brother of Aquaman or the half brother or whatever, like, I, I don't know if I like the casting. I mean, if you're going to mm. make a, like a really solid rival villain, like um, Orm is like in the, especially within the comic book lore of Aquaman, like feels like you should have something a little more significant than whoever the actor was i don't know who that actor is i I know that he's been in tons of things like as a you know obviously a decent actor otherwise they wouldn't keep you know like casting him and stuff but like i don't know you couldn't have found a better guy than okay you're gonna put this guy (laughs) against jason momoa you know like it's like you know like i don't know so um i thought that was a little weak with the casting there um the thing with mira and, and like that relationship thing it was like I don't know. Like, she's, she's okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought she was much more interesting in Snyder cut. Yeah. uh, Her, her character. Yeah. 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 And I
0: mean, there's a whole controversy with her, right? Have you heard about her and Johnny Depp?
1: That's right. She was, she, yeah. She was getting beat up by Johnny Depp apparently or something. Right. Or was it, so that was the accusation. accusation. Yeah. But
0: then it turns out she was the one beating up Johnny Depp. Oh, what? Abusing Johnny Depp. Yeah. It was
1: crazy. It
0: was a crazy turn of events. Yeah. Like uh, Johnny Depp finally released all these like recordings and things like that. Mm-hmm. um and like it's like amber heard like really like verbally abusing johnny Depp, jeez like the same things like what like you call that a hit i barely hit you and like she's like admitting to like actually hitting him That's like crazy. he has like like video like pictures of like scars and stuff like that it's yeah it's it, insane yeah so yeah. i i want her to be recasted just because of that like i don't oh, think yeah.
1: that makes sense to me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean if I were to just think about the character and like, you know, portrayal of the character, she doesn't do a bad job. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah
1: not bad. What was your number five? That's where I put uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Okay. No, um, it got terrible reviews which is 29 percent. like that's mm-hmm. one of the lowest i think it's the second lowest actually um and then 63 percent with the audience which I, yeah i guess that's where i land use typically it's funny because typically when i'm looking at rotten tomato scores i typically actually land pretty accurately with the critics but this one is the only one that i landed a little differently but not that not, i i would give it a little higher than 29 percent. i don't mm-hmm. know maybe it's just because i have like affinity with or I I really like Batman and Superman, and that's just the you know perception I have of Batman and Superman. But yeah, uh but yeah, I don't know. I that's why I have it up at their number. Man, now that I think about it, watch it's a top five movie for me in the DCU is Batman <laughs> it's <like> so sad <laughs> Cause I didn't yeah. like it. So you, you
0: know, um so for me within the DCU, number five for me was Aquaman. Okay, um, but uh yeah, standalone movies, Batman v Superman. Um just oh, okay. like it was number five. Mm-hmm. I, I I generally liked it. Um, mm-hmm. And actually um, for the, within the DCU ranking, I actually have it as number two. Ooh. Um, and, and that's because for me, I think it's a significant movie because the the way that they introduced Batman, I thought was great. Um, I, I guess for, it was like fan service for me because I know the character. So to mm-hmm. see, like I've seen him as, you know, like starting up and then like getting into his career as batman like i've seen the origin on the live screen a, a million times right exactly like, no. like george clooney's Pearl, batman pearls following yeah like the, the blood of the rain yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we've, that's been done to death but yeah. there's a um comic uh, dark knight returns which mm-hmm. is like a really old batman like okay, during batman. the time where superheroes are like outlawed like um, oh. so it's really gritty have, have you
1: seen? oh it? frank miller's frank miller's yeah yeah yeah, the yeah. Dark Knight
0: Return. That's there, right. there's a yes. an animated movie um, i watched it yeah it's really good um it's and well done. there's a lot of parallels to that batman mm-hmm. um so i really liked that like it's
1: the same suit the big mm-hmm. logo and everything Yeah.
0: Yep. yep yeah that's right um so i, I thought um they just, just uh, the i thought zach snyder was really courageous to bring batman in that form into his universe. So I, I appreciated that choice. It was risky. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people like it, but I for me personally, I, I liked it. So that's why um I like it within the DCEU context. But um kind of as a standalone movie, it was yeah, it was all right. It was like just average. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's why it's um, number
0: five for me. yeah
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I thought Ben Affleck's Batman was you know It was okay, like I just like you said, I'm glad there was an homage to finally the Frank Miller's Batman, which there mm. wasn't a lot of. I mean, honestly, I think um, Batman the animated series was the closest thing we had to Frank Miller's Batman mm. you know, compared yeah, to yeah. everything else that we've seen, you know. So, um, but yes, this and you know, when you think about it, this Batman makes sense within this DCEU, just this gritty old, bitter, like sad, lonely, like dark Batman, you know. Yeah. So, it makes much more sense than um. You know like the dark knight that we see with chris nolan's batman and and things like that so yeah i don't know it's like i thought it was it was it was good enough and um and uh yeah and you know you you dream of finally seeing batman versus superman on the big screen and you finally see it and it was like okay it was kind of satisfying yeah (laughs) They, they killed superman cool yeah. good job you know doomsday <laughs> was weird you know like but okay uh wonder woman has the best theme song uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was so great in this movie like i thought she was really really good uh-huh. yeah lex luthor was a disappointment um and people turning on superman thing like was cool too but yeah i don't know it was uh yeah i thought i, I that's why i have it up there because i thought there was some good concepts and stuff going on in there so yeah yeah well, what about uh number four I have uh, and now I don't know if this should be there, so I have to admit something about this movie. So I, I, I a number four. I have Shazam, and the reason why I have there number four, uh, Shazam there, and this was the highest rated, or oh, no, no, it's the second highest rated DCEU, movie, ninety percent, and then eighty okay. percent of audience liked it. But, um, but the reason why I think I have it there, and I think yeah, yeah, is because, like. I was like half watching it. Like, like, I was, <laughs> like, I think I was washing dishes and eating like while I was watching it, you know? So it was like, I, I don't know how much of it I really absorbed, mm-hmm. um, but I remember watching the parts and think, like, I think it was like, okay, I guess. Like it's a, you know, it's a touching movie. It was fun yeah. and things like that. I think they did a lot of stuff well, like The Wizard and, um, and the bad guy was good, I think, um, except I don't know how good he was if I actually don't even remember his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like he wasn't that memorable. Yeah. Um, and again, I just thought Zachary Levi could have been, you could have put Zachary Levi, like, any, or anybody could have played Zachary Levi's character and stuff yeah. to me. Um, and I feel like Zachary Levi's character was so different from his child version of himself. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a little bit of a disconnect there, but... But other than that, it makes sense. Like, you're you're a kid and you turn into a Superman-like character. And how else are you going to act? You're going to react like, oh, this is crazy, even though it was mm-hmm. annoying. But it was still like, I get it. Like, I understand why you had to do it that way, you know? So, um, but yeah, that. Uh, but I put it up there because obviously it was still good. I, like, I finished it and thinking like, oh, that was pretty good. And yeah. that's how I felt about it, yeah, I think.
0: That's so. interesting. For both my rankings, number four is Shazam.
1: Wow, yeah, really? Okay, yeah. nice. Um, I-
0: so I, 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 liked, I liked it because um, the the themes, were I thought, were really good. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, uh, spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen it, but in the beginning, it's the main character being kind of lost, like separated from his parent, his mom. Mm-hmm. And then this entire time he thinks, oh, she just doesn't know where to find me. But when he eventually finds her, he, he realizes that she abandoned him. Right, right. Um, so, like, for me, um, that was kind of a nice twist. It wasn't just a reunification, happy lovey-dovey. It was more of a um like family doesn't have to be blood like he found family in his foster siblings right, you know? right um right. so yeah I, I, and, and you know um it's like it was a it wasn't so dark and gritty it kind of feels somewhat out of place from the dceu but i thought it was sure. a nice uh change of pace just to have sure. something a little bit more like lighthearted, a little bit more uh uh fun yeah. right
1: right definitely yeah. for sure yeah yeah and, was
0: good um and i i think i gave it extra points because this um kind of opens the door for uh the rock to portray black adam, black adam yeah Here's and i think the next year. At, at least from the image like just who i know of like what i know of as a rock and what i know of the character Black Adam, I feel like he'll do a really good job. I think it be I thought that was a good cast. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah.
1: at least externally it was a good yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see his performance. We'll, but... we'll see. I I wonder if they'll bring his hair back. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's he, I think the rock, Dwayne Johnson, he has that haircut. Like if he grew out his hair, it would like be this weird V like like kind of pull back. So yeah, yeah. I think it should be interesting. Like um but I hope that's a that, that I hope that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um number three. I have this is where I have Birds of Prey. Oh. the uh the emancipate the fantabulous emancipation of the one harley quinn is where i okay. it. now i think this one i also have to admit i went and watched this on a date with my wife mm-hmm. and maybe that's what skewed it high up for me because we watched it i was like oh that was fun and we yeah. just left the movie theater like that so that's where we we had it we just thought it was fun um rotten tomatoes has that 78 percent audience score 78 percent. so this was like critics and audience agree oh. perfectly about how good this movie was wow so, yeah. for me
0: number three within the context of dcu was wonder woman yeah. Um, and then for, for with just independently, I, I thought Aquaman actually. Wow. Um, and the reason is because I, if I ignore Justice League, because if I think about Justice League, again, this movie makes no sense, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, why would there's a world ending threat? Why isn't he calling his new friends, Superman, Batman, Flash, you know, Wonder Woman. Um, but just as a standalone movie, like it's an interesting concept, right? Like Aqu- Aquaman, um, he has royal blood but he's he's lived away from that world but there's this guy who's still like loyal to his mom like kind of training him like teaching mm-hmm. him the ways of of that other world like th- that whole concept and like even like the kind of uh, the political drama within atlantis mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. um like um like trying to like uh, consolidate power and like to like fear mongering to try to uh uh to try to justify an attack on the surface world right i think those are kind of relevant topics like relevant things of like how leaders can be manipulative like that sometimes so sure that's why like kind of as a standalone just movie I, I thought it was uh deserved to be number three
1: but yeah. i just realized we totally forgot black manta is in that movie like oh yeah the guy that movie <laughs> <laughs> like black that just, it kind of goes to show it's like how do we forget about, a like, a really major villain? Yeah. <laughs> like, how good is a movie if you forget a major villain like Black, it, Black Manta? They shouldn't have added him.
0: Like, uh, the entire movie works if you completely remove
1: Black Manta. Apparently so, because <laughs> just totally didn't talk about him at yeah. all. So. Uh, I mean, I, I like the character Black Manta. I looked. I think a... he looked good. I yeah. think I, they, they made him really good. And the, the actor who played him portrayed him, I think, very well. But yeah, but yeah it was... it's like, but forgettable, obviously, you know. Like, they should have
0: saved him for Aquaman 2 or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, what's uh, number two for you?
1: I have Zack Snyder's Justice League as number two. Okay. That's why I put it. Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. Because uh, my standalone movie ranking is is the same. Okay. Um, but I have actually have uh, Batman v Superman for uh, number two for the entirety wow. of DCU. Yeah. Well,
1: th- no, it makes sense up there, and if you're looking at it in context, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Snyder's cut, Snyder cut. I mean, we talked about it already, obviously a little bit, but um 71 run tomatoes 95 percent by the audience obviously mm-hmm. they really loved it for whatever i mean it's so unique like there's no other four-hour movies out there you know so yeah. and um, like there's
0: some this is the unique thing about this movie is there's a different version that you can compare it to that's i'm right. sure that skews
1: it a lot because oh uh, sure yeah the bar was
0: set so low you know <laughs> yeah that's
1: right yeah <laughs> yeah um but like i think just like what i said earlier like like for a four-hour movie with enough time for character development didn't feel like there was a lot of character development. there was like mm-hmm. one there's one major character development i think with uh, cyborg and stuff but and obviously the others have movies so you can give it that but i don't know i just yeah. thought you could do better yeah they developed steppenwolf's character good but it was like okay if cyborg and steppenwolf are sort of the main ones that you're developing as character it's like did they really battle at all in the movie? You know, like were mm. they the main? Like, if you're gonna go for it, just go for it. Like, make them the main ones. But it was like, obviously, and then you only see Dark Side briefly. You know, yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. I I didn't mind that
0: part all that much. The only reason I mind it is because I know the the Snyderverse is
1: scrapped. Oh yeah,
0: that's in, true. Like his original vision, like he was gonna be the big bad. You know, so like that's right. I, I didn't mind him trying to tease him just in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's
1: true. In yeah. context, that makes sense. Yeah. He was supposed to be the Thanos of the right. The, DCU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one behind uh, everything. So, all right. What's uh, number one for you? My favorite DC movie, Wonder Woman. I thought it was the best one. I thought yeah, it, was two. it was your top three, I think, or one of your lists, but Wonder Woman is um, my favorite. DC. Yeah, movie. Wonder Woman is actually, um,
0: for independently is number one for me too.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah I yeah.
0: mean, the, the movie just, it's, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, like, I liked the fact that um, Wonder Woman and the Amazonians were not like hypersexualized like oh, they yeah. tend to do in some of these yep. movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like they, uh, yeah, and yeah, I thought it was really well done. It was kind of novel because it's set in the past
1: during like World War I. Or, yeah, one, right? That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, two? typically I, I've, oh, I've, wow you should know that anyway yeah you should know but it's one of the wars back then one of those world wars <laughs> yeah
0: no no no. it right. was world war one because i remember steph trevor steve trevor talking about how this could be like the first time the entire war world is oh like yeah at war. that's yeah. right that's right you're right you're right yeah that's right but yeah i mean the casting was great mm-hmm. for for all the characters and yeah just it's a, so it's so a well it, the, everything makes sense like yep just story-wise I thought it was great
1: yeah I thought it was I think there was some inspirational moments where she's the first one to run into battle everyone following her like that was like that was like oh that was legit like they Mm -hmm. pulled that off really well um she's like fine discovering her powers on the way um I think she like she um overcomes some naivete about the world like and how it is like um the bad guy being Ares all along you know like that kind of stuff at the very end um I think I liked that little mini bad guy that the poison lady, like, who's just like that. like, she was so creepy and what yeah, yeah. and you don't know who she is, but it made it, she was interesting enough where I looked her up later. Like I was like, who, what, what, what who <laughs> was this character? Like, well, she's so interesting, you know? So, um, yeah, I thought Wonder Woman was done really, really well. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. yeah and you know, there are a lot of like forced women empowerment, feminist moments in movies. Mm-hmm. The major one being in a uh, in Avengers endgame near endgame. the end. That's right. <laughs> for no reason where all the female heroes get together. That's right. <laughs> and that was so forced. Um but like Wonder Woman, I think they do it subtly and they do it well. Um mm-hmm. to like really uh um celebrate women empowerment. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I really, yeah, it was a great movie. It was done tastefully, yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, within the context of the DCU, um, Zack Snyder's justice league is actually number one for me Makes and sense. it's because it's the culmination of like just everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, like, uh, I, I didn't mind, uh, the character development, honestly, um, I think given the movie, like if, if I were to scrap everything and do it all over again, I think I would do individual movies first and then build up to it, yep. but uh, given that, you know, the studios didn't want that. I think Zack Snyder did the best that he could. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, like this heaviness, heavy like burden that I felt on my shoulders since the theatrical cut of Justice League came out, I felt that being lifted, you know, like my, my existence uh, as sorry, a sorry you had to bear that
1: cross on your own. <laughs> oh, man, that's so tough.
0: <laughs> like I felt like uh, my existence as a, a DC fan had to be justified like everywhere I went. You know you know what i mean like, all you had was batman like yeah that's the only thing like, when people batman. talk about oh the mcu is great like, i'm am I'm a big mcu fan too but like people mm-hmm. always like to make the comparison like because i'm a known like batman fan oh, yeah. love to say well iron man blah 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 and i'm like yeah i agree but then like if push comes to shove i have to defend batman yeah. i had to say well have you seen the Batman animated series? Like, I I have to go back to that, like, (laughs) um, You have to go that far back to justify
1: your fandom. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: I mean, um, but now I feel like I can breathe a little bit. Like there's a little bit more breathing room. Like, um, the Snyder cut redeemed the DCU a little bit. Uh, Um, That's true. I think so. Like I was talking about, like if the bar satisfaction is here, Mm -hmm. I think the movie came around like over here, Okay. I like it because it came up from like all the way down yeah.
1: here yeah and it sets it up hopefully they can jump from here higher you know yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: so um i wanted to ask you this question hey do you have a stop time by any chance no no i'm good okay we're way past the hour mark but i'm gonna keep going um That's good. uh so i remember in an article um there was a, like a wb warner brothers executive saying we can't let this toxic fandom go on and i was like what are they talking about i read into it and they were talking about how the, the studio was bullied into releasing the Snyder Cut. And now that the Snyder Cut's been released, like the fans are um, demanding more. You know the- right. um,
1: Release the Snyderverse as well. Yeah, like
0: right. restore the verse, right? Yeah, like that's um, what it is. Um, and what is your
1: take on it? Is that toxic fandom, you think? Toxic fandom? No. <laughs> yeah. They should listen to your first podcast. <laughs> listen, yeah. why don't you just listen? This isn't like, these are like beloved comic book superheroes. People grew up with them. You did a, like, you had a good job. You had a good thing going with Bruce Tim and the animated studios. And you like, you crushed them too. Like they have stories to tell. I'm sure about how, yeah. like you, you were treated there or how they were treated there. And um, what they did with uh, what they thought about their movies and seasons. Like, like, uh, like, I don't know. For me, it's like toxic. Like what? Like, I mean, I on some level, I I get it, like what they're saying, but it's like, like all they're asking for are better movies. Like mm-hmm. that's all they wanted from you, and yeah. they're they're actually just work a little harder at storytelling than than trying to just throw money at somebody who you think is just a good investment. Like we'll just make you a bunch of money. Like stop doing that, and make a legit movie. Who actually tried to do it, which that's what Zack Snyder did, right? Like mm-hmm. he legitimately tried to create his vision of. Uh, these superheroes in this certain context and and you know was pretty successful in that I, w- I would probably say but um but overall it's like like don't call it toxic fandom these people like there are people who are like i mean we're pretty passionate right now about like guess, but like there are people who like like it's like way too much you know even we're, like okay whoa whoa calm down kind of thing but like yeah but you have to understand how beloved these characters are right yeah. like like how i grew up with super you know now this is a very vulnerable thing but i've told this to people before Mm -hmm. growing up when i was a kid i watched i loved the batman and uh, superman adventures like the animated series right and uh when i was going i I was way too young i I was definitely in elementary school at some point um but i like i watched uh scream 2 and it scared the bejesus out of me like Mm, i could not like i was like not sleeping at night like so scared that there was something out the window or somebody like gonna come in and kill me And honestly, like how I ended up conquering that fear or what that, you know, like that that kind of thing over the years was like, I would force myself to think that batman and superman would just fly in and Aww. beat the crap out of the guy like you know yeah. and i'd be fine you know like and i just repeated that stuff over until i fell asleep and that's what happened like that like for me they're like very significant figures, like batman and superman are really significant figures in my life and so yeah. it's so like if that's like, even me who's not like a mega super fanatic about this like i don't i'm not gonna hashtag restore this yeah. <laughs> Like, like give, the, give the man a break you know <laughs> like, like um he just put out a four-hour movie like um uh, yeah. but yeah like but but they have to understand like like what fandom is why these characters mean so much to people it's like mm-hmm. they're in, on in some level they're literal superheroes you know to them you know so i don't know i don't think that's i mean if they're going in and like i don't know like throwing bricks into their executive windows you know like in their houses in their office, like sure like when you get to vandalism and violence of course that's too much but like you know like just because they're created a hashtag don't feel like like you you feel like um you know like violence has been done to you you know yeah so that's, yeah, that's just how it kind of feels. Yeah. That article to me was indicative
0: of how the studios view us, the viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that, like, it just was like, oh, they're not making these products for us. They're literally just making these products, these movies to make money. Mm-hmm. And like that was, it made me kind of upset. Like these are people who if you just listen to them, they're you. that's automatically money for you. Like they're going to go watch the movie and they're, all they're saying is like, we gave you our interest like we've invested in these characters thus far we just want you to do better by us and they're calling it toxic fandom like that was like
1: (laughs) i was like that is so off base and that's just so dumb (laughs) cancel concert usually goes the other way yeah yeah, (laughs) it's usually this way up not this way down so yeah Yeah,
0: yeah. so i i know um zach snyder has come out and said he's done with the Mm dcu Mm-hmm. But I secretly am hoping that he will continue and make mm-hmm. Justice Leagues two and three. I want him to, I know it was kind of a, uh, he's kind of fulfilled his ver- like vision of the trilogy, you know, man of steel, Batman V Superman and, uh, uh Justice, Justice League. League, but I, I don't know, like some of his ideas that I've read seem so interesting to me. And like, even the nightmare, um, universe of the future that they mm-hmm. like teased. Yeah. Super interesting. Super like, interesting. What
1: is going Bat- on? Batman dro- dropped the F bomb. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, What? He's yeah. never dropped In the entire history of Batman, he's never dropped the F bomb. You know? Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we finally
0: get confirmation. I think Zack Snyder already confirmed it, but from, from Joker's mouth, we hear that Joker's the one who killed Robin. Right. Uh, yep. yeah, so, I mean, I just so many interesting
1: possibilities there, you know? right yeah i think that that could be really i mean they showed him killing aquaman wonder woman's dead like Mm. yeah i think um i mean like that video you had mentioned that you sent to me before the video like that that's gonna be interesting what they do with the flash like what are they gonna do with the flash and with aquaman 2 and um things because the flash comes out and then it's aquaman 2 and then Mm. shazam 2 before that you have suicide squad and black adam so it's Mm. like yeah i kind of wonder where all this is going if they're going to do flashpoint yeah. and just erase everything, you know, like, that'll be interesting. <laughs> like, I uh, wonder what happens, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah. So
0: there's a video, YouTube video that I sent Paul, um, it's a channel called a film, film theorist. And it's a guy who just does a, a lot of like theory stuff. And he's it's like, it's like, I find him very interesting. Um, yeah. But he made a theory that kind of corrects the entire DCEU. And, and the, the main premise is, um, Flashpoint for those of you who don't know, it's, uh, Barry Allen flash running so fast that he goes into the past and he's able to like talk to people, um, the flashpoint story, we don't have to talk about that. But if you saw Batman V Superman, you know, there's a scene where Batman talks to flash from the future. Right. Um, so the theory is that, um, the, the general timeline is like man of steel and then directly to the Josh Whedon version of justice league. Um, and then, and then like Aquaman happening and then after that we're assuming that the flash movie goes there where he um like encounters the nightmare future and then he's like okay i have to go back into the past and then he goes back into the past and he warns batman and then that at that point is kind of the split off timeline where it's batman v superman and then the zack snyder version of of justice league and some of the evidence that he gives for that is really interesting so for one it's like um if you, if you, uh, noticed Queen Mira, um, Aquaman's that's like right. love interest, she doesn't have any sort of accent in Aquaman, but in the Justice League Snyder cut, she does have, she has like a British accent. Yeah. Is yeah. It's Australian, really weird. British. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, they're saying that the time travel kind of changed something. And then, so like, that's why she has a they different accent. accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he also makes an interesting point about how. In Justice League, the theatrical cut, Batman never mentions the the vision he had with the flash and all that. That's right. But in Zack Snyder's cut, he does actually talk to Wonder Woman about, yeah, he, right. he did come to me. And then, yeah, so I don't know if that's the real thing. Obviously, it's just a theory, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you guys should definitely uh, search it and, and watch it. Because I thought that's the cleanest way to kind of do this like soft reboot, kind of erase put everything um, bad in kind of the bad timeline and then start putting all the good things in the in the better timeline
1: yeah I guess that is the um what is it, if, they, if I mean, if they do it that way, where you all the bad stuff goes to the bad time and all the good stuff goes to the good time, then you have a, was it, Doctor Strange looking at 14 million you know, oh. and only one <laughs> yeah. of them. It's like, it just erases it, like nothing else could have happened. You know, like, right, right. You only see what happened, the good part, you know, so yeah, I mean, I'm really curious. Yeah, that'd be interesting if they did something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, I've taken up way too much of your time. This uh, this episode was so fun. I know it. Yeah, it was it. fun. It was um, fun. Yeah. So th- thank you guys for bearing with us and, uh, hope you guys, uh, enjoyed today's episode. Um, Zach Sandakud, if you haven't seen it, um, you shouldn't be listening first of all, cause we gave a spoiler alert, but do you listen later? <laughs> yeah. But you know, if, if you, if you are still listening, yeah, it's, it's worth the watch, I, I, I think you might need to split it up into the, into the six different parts, I actually, on um, the day that it came out, I actually, uh, told my wife, Hey, um, from eight o'clock until 12 um i'll I'll do everything before eight like in in terms of like helping with dinner like cleaning up like putting the baby to bed all that but from eight to 12 like that's gotta be my time and and then at first she was so confused she's like why and then i was like uh justice league is coming out and as soon as i said that she was like okay okay i get it i totally understand she knows what a big fan i am so she's like fine yeah that's that's all you that's great yeah (laughs) nice Oh well. Wow. So yeah, um, Paul, thanks so much for uh being on. Um, but I mean, just it doesn't even have to be just about the DCU. Anything? Is there anything you wanted to talk about that uh we can kind of fit in at the end here?
1: Uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't have anything. This it was, it was really fun. Thank you for yeah. having me on again, and um, I'm glad that I I don't participate too much on um, the. Um, uh your other episodes but when you talk about pop culture stuff that's where i like pop in and i'm like uh-huh. hey what did you hear about this, and this, and this? <laughs> you know? so uh, i appreciate like i could be some sort of like um i hope you hear this pop pop cor- uh, pop culture correspondent yeah, you know? yeah like i randomly do these podcasts with you so it's it's fun this is uh this is real because we yeah uh, we've talked about how we have a lot of similar interests in like the like community and all these other tv shows and things like that so clearly like we have a lot of um yeah, yeah yeah like connection there so yeah anyway oh, thanks yeah. for having me on it was a lot of fun so.
0: you know uh, one of my early episodes is also uh, on community about why they need to create like a a movie finally so hey
1: let's let's talk about that as well next time <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good idea yeah, like yeah. uh was it six seasons of movie we got yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah yeah exactly well yeah i uh, think thank you so
0: much for being on um guys if you have any feedback or just want to connect with us um find me on instagram at i hope they hear this um or email me or find me on Twitter at IHTHC podcast and, uh, yeah. Oh, and for the email, I guess you have to add the, at Gmail. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Paul, once again, thank you so much. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya.